Hey, you guys, welcome to the Coco Brown Show, and I am Coco Brown. I hope you guys are having an awesome day. I'm having a wonderful time this morning. I am off work. I am sitting here in my PJs with my laptop computer, and I am sipping on my tea. And when I say this tea is hot, this tea is piping hot, y'all. So I want to go ahead and dive right in there. So apparently, R. Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea Kelly, is actually backpedaling on the stuff that she said. She's contradicting herself, y'all. I mean, for some reason, this lady acts like she has Stockholm Syndrome. She was just on that documentary saying, he's a monster. You know, he abused me. I was going to kill myself. You know, and then I thought about my kids. Okay, I'm not saying that um, she wasn't abused. So you guys do not get me wrong when I say that. I'm not saying that she wasn't abused. But my thing is, if you're going to tell a story stick to the same story that you're actually saying, okay? And that you're actually telling. So um, I want to play a little piece to you guys as far as what she said. And then um, I want to talk about what she actually wrote on social media, you know, as well. So this is a little piece of what she had to say. Think about, I don't give no fuck what you think about him personally because we're not talking about that. But what we are talking about him as a writer, performer, artist, producer, people that he has brought their careers back to life. We talking about from the eyes, he's revamping, bringing back Mr. Biggs and uh, Charlie Wilson. Like we gonna be Uncle Charlie and working on that album from Kelly Price to Michael Jackson, Madonna, Whitney Houston, Tony Braxton. The list goes on and on and on. The man is undeniable. But at the end of the day. He had to do all of that with that dark cloud. But what kept him focused and kept him going is I have to do this for my children to make sure that they are okay. Because he could have just went on a rock and hid and shit been in shambles and we'd be the fuck everywhere. So you guys, that's actually what Andrea Kelly said <clears throat> on social media. And my, you know, my thing is, you know, her and R. Kelly have four children together and they were married for over 15 years. And my thing is, you know, with her, when Lifetime first approached her and told her that they wanted her to talk um, in reference to this documentary, my take on it, because they have children together, I wouldn't have never talked about it. Because my thing is, in relationships, I've been in an abusive relationship. And I've been in a relationship where, you know, and, and millions of people out there in the world have. And I'm not saying that it's right. All right. You guys don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's right. Millions of people have been in a relationships where you've gotten in an argument where it's been that back and forth type argument. I've been in a relationship where it's been a back and forth argument and we've cursed each other out. I'm not saying that that's right. OK, I'm not saying it at all. But her as being the mother of his children and have been married to him. I think she should have just turned Lifetime down as far as this documentary is concerned. That's just my take on it. I wouldn't have never talked about it. Maybe she could have actually, you know, talked about it personally. I think from some, you know, from my understanding, you know, she's gotten some sort of counseling. But for TV and the way she was acting, you know, on that documentary and then the turnaround and then say this, it's almost like she's just backpedaling you know, for everything that she's actually said. So she actually put this out, you know, on social media. She said, um, 
Thank God for his grace, guidance, love, and deliverance. She said, I celebrate the women I am. She said, I celebrate the woman I am today. She said, though some won't expose the pain, feel scars, abuse women. She said, I will stop. I am no longer afraid, no longer willing to silence my pain and sugarcoat the abuse I endured. She said, because of how my abuser and his legal team were threatening to come against me. She said, if I didn't choose wisely, no more. Don't speak about my growth or journey, especially if you have never been abused. And for the ones that have endured my pain and been in the place I was in years ago, as in my past, you are not alone. From covering bruises and saying that you were bumped into the counter to telling people he was a wonderful provider and a good man. Okay, my thing is now he's a wonderful provider and a good man, right? But before she said that it was a story and it was a lie. He really wasn't a wonderful provider and he really wasn't a good man. And then she does this video. Then she says, um, she, she says that um, he was a good man and to avoid beating for saying the opposite, she said, I was you. She said, I want you to know you don't have to cover your abuser anymore. It took a lot of therapy and even more tears to know what I know today. Oh, and did I say today, P.S., what I did or said should never be more important than why I did it or said it. Do your research on domestic violence and the cycle signs and effects before you deem yourself judge and jury. Oh, I have so much more to say and I will very soon. I am Drea Kelly. Now you guys, I don't know what you guys think about this, but this is just my opinion about, you know, Miss Drea Kelly. Like I said, they have four kids together. She's been with R. Kelly for years. I've never heard this lady speak out this much until now. You know, before I never heard this lady say a word. And even if she says that she was scared and she was in fears, well, her and R. Kelly have long divorced. She was even on that reality show um, with all the other ladies at Housewives of Hollywood, I think it was. So she was on the reality show and she could have actually spoken out her truth then. She didn't really say that much. She said a little piece, but it wasn't this bad. I mean, she was in the documentary like, he's a monster. You know, he's done this to me. He's done that to me. Not saying that he didn't, but I'm saying, Drea, stick to your story. Now you're doing videos and you're looking crazy out here. Now the story is, you know, he, he's a great man. Okay, this is, this is what I think, guys. Okay. This documentary has got people all over the place. Now, it really does. It has a lot of people divided. Some celebrities are saying they've known this for years, you know, that R. Kelly should be thrown in jail. Then you have the other celebrities that are saying, my name is Bennett and I'm not in it. Don't put me in it. Don't mention my name. Don't call me. You know, don't contact me. All right. Because from my understanding, Lifetime contacted a slew of people and wanted people to talk, and they were like, no. Now, I know that when you do a story and when you talk about certain things, the story has to sound interesting for people to want to watch and believe it, right? You can't have a dry, dead, sad, sappy, sorry story in order for people to watch. People are going to watch what's interesting. I remember when Bobby Brown did his documentary, and his sister came out on social media, and she pretty much said, my brother lied. 
you know, half the stuff that he's saying in, you know, the documentary is a lie. She said like 80% of it is a lie, period. And then um, I knew it was some truth to what she said, because then you had a couple of the celebrities that were like, yeah, he left this part out. Well, he left that part out. Well, I don't remember that. Well, this is not true. So I do feel like Lifetime fudge a little of this. They fudge a little of it because it has to be interesting, right? It's no different from the reality, the reality shows. Their storylines have to be interesting for people to watch, right? And if the storyline is not interesting, people aren't going to watch it. You got some out there now that the storylines are not good and some of those reality shows won't be around long. I mean, they need to end them immediately because they're not interesting to watch, period. So my thing is this. I understand Lifetime had to fudge it a little bit, you know, in order for people to watch. Because let me tell you something, their ratings went through the roof. Now they did. Now, as far as who fault is what and, you know, if R. Kelly did or didn't do what these ladies are proclaiming that he did, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. I know as a mother and me having a daughter, I would protect my daughter. And if I thought my daughter was missing, I would file a missing person report. And I've never yet to hear any of these ladies' moms say, I filed a missing person report. They didn't do that. They didn't do that because half their stories are not true. Like I said, these, most of these stories, I feel like they're fudge. I'm going to tell y'all a story, but I'm not going to give y'all no names. Okay. I know a lady right now, years ago, she signed with a major artist. She was 14 years old at the, at the time when she signed with this artist. She had just turned 15. I want y'all to follow me with this story. She signed with that major artist. Her parents, her mother and her father, was so gung-ho about the fact that, ooh, she signed. Ooh, she's getting ready to get on. They let their 15-year-old daughter go live with this major artist. Don't you know that she was raped and she was molested by this major artist and her husband? Mainly her husband, okay, and the people that were around. She was raped and she was molested. She never got on. She never got in the industry like she wanted to because she herself wanted to be the next Aaliyah, be the next Brandy, be the next Monica. She did. Okay. To this day, this lady is on drugs, still has a gorgeous voice. You hear me? But mentally, everything that happened to her when her, her parents pimped her off to this major artist still affects her to this day. And she is yet to get no help. She's on drugs right now, as a matter of fact, but still has a gorgeous voice. So my thing is this. When I give my commentary on a story, I try to look at both sides. I'm not a one sided person. I look at both sides because I feel like the parents should be held accountable for some of what their daughters went through, because I know you just don't send your kids off. And if you do, who was their garden at that time? Who had guardianship over them at that time? And why would you let them go off and be with R. Kelly, knowing that R. Kelly was putting out songs like, you know, my body's calling you, 12 play. He was putting those type of songs out. You know, it, like I said, I'm not a one-sided person. I'm going to see it from every angle. And that's just me. 
I know and I feel like a lot of people in the industry have done the same thing that R. Kelly is doing or have done. That's why a lot of them didn't want to talk because they know either they've done it or they know people that have done it. Don't make it right. But I'm going to tell you something. A lot of these females, when they look at the industry, they get so googly eyed and they want to get on so bad that some of their parents will pimp them off. They will pimp them off to that artist, send them on. Oh yeah, go ahead, go. Because they want them to get on. Some of them want their kids to get on so bad that they will actually do that. You know, and that's sad. That's sad. And when stuff like that happens, their parents can't just point the finger at that person and say, well, it's his fault. It's this person's fault. It's your fault too because you sent your daughter off. You sent your girl away and said, you know what? Go over here and be with him. Even though he's making these explicit songs, go over here. Maybe we can get a million dollars or maybe we can get $2 million. So some people, I, I, and I'm not saying all of them, but I'm just saying some of them, you got to really look at the bigger picture. And then, you know, I talked about, you know, my last episode I talked about when I did the review about it. I talked about the girl that was like seven, eight years old. And she admired R. Kelly at that age and said, she said, she said to herself, I'm going to get him and I'm going to have him when I get a little older. So I'm like, oh Lord, you know, and she really did. She said that. So my thing is, y'all, I try to look at it from every freaking angle. I just don't look at things one-sided because I'm not a one-sided person. I'm just not. I feel like I feel bad for any of the ladies that feel like that they were mistreated at the hands of R. Kelly. Domestic violence is never good. It's not good at all. It's never good. You know, like I said earlier, I myself, you know, have been in a domestic violence relationship and it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. You know, um, you still have thoughts and you do have memories, especially if you don't get any type of help, you don't get any type of counseling. So what I will say, I pray for anyone that's actually listening to my podcast and can hear my voice that's been through any type of domestic violence because it's never good at the hands of anybody. R. Kelly, nobody, you know. Um, so I pray for anybody that's went through any type of domestic violence. You know, what I will say, give me your take, you know, on this episode. Let me know what you guys think. You know, send me an email to Show at yahoo.com. But until the next time, I am out, guys. Peace. You guys take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.